Welcome to the continued podcast adventures of Superhero Speak. But I think many of the people that love this character and that love superheroes in general have used these stories as inspiration to say, you know what, I'm going to do something good in the world. I'm going to make a difference like my hero when I was a kid. That is my fondest memory of it because when, you, when you're doing comic books, you want them to affect people. Right. You want people to care. You want, you want to strike emotions. And I knew that that clone saga was striking a lot of emotions. Can you yeah. imagine uh, Pulp Fiction starring Goofy and uh, Mickey Mouse? I can totally <laughs> imagine that. You I'm sure somebody's written that one. Pounder with cheese and France, Mickey. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, ale with cheese, Mickey. Yeah. <laughs> I can totally see. I, I, would, I would watch the hell out of that movie. Yes, I gladly saw, sacrifice that my. my progeny to you of a mighty marvel beast <laughs> but neil adams is somewhere going mm, it's, it's my time uh, how do you measure success hey everyone and welcome to superhero speak i'm your host dave i'm sorry i couldn't hear anymore i'm john i i've been on the show for five years and i finally learned to pull my headphones off when dave starts the show i'm jd Come on, we have to start it with energy and be happy and up and bloody eardrums. Yes, <laughs> dude, dude, I am so tired. So <laughs> I know we're at the end of a long holiday weekend. Actually, it's for... the start of my vacation. So oh, good for you. I got oh, a week. Of... Oh well, there we go. Here, good. Now we can start with how you doing, John? You're on vacation. What do you got? Anything special planned? I just finished painting a mailbox post because I'm getting ready for them to redo my driveway on wednesday so i'm going to put a new mailbox up it's going to look really nice right up into the fact that you know, half of my garage doors are rotted through so that's my next project <laughs> so let me get this straight you took time off to do work around the house yeah well i took i took wednesday thursday and friday off because they're doing my driveway i'm like i want to make sure that it's done right because i'm i've been burned in the past and then I thought, and then I realized, oh, that's right. Monday's a national holiday. Cool. And then I'm thinking to myself, why the hell am I going to go to work one day this week? Exactly. So I just said, screw it. Vacation. I've, I, this is the first vacation I've had in a while. Hmm. Well, do something tomorrow. I, I am. I'm going to work on some stuff that I really wanted to work on, like a say, Minecraft mod. I was going to say, drive to the beach and put your feet in the ocean. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll just like set up a kiddie pool out back, put my feet in there. <laughs> Get, get a fan, put it on me, and then throw some sand in the air. I'll, I'll get the feeling of it anyway. <laughs> maybe maybe throw some shells in the in the microwave and put them under my feet so I get burns. It'll just be just like being at the beach. Sounds lovely. Anything else new and exciting in your world? Do anything fun this week besides no, your homework? No, all the fun was sucked out of this one, sucked out of me by this one movie that I had to watch. <laughs> Some, You're gonna some... die and burn in hell for these opinions. I'm just gonna lay that on right now. Like actually, a special corner of Hades. Actually, think I have I... already died. Not in that one. Not yes, in that one. You, you think what I'm I holding do up his books? You think what I do to you is bad? Wait, wait. No, this this is just to anger you. So anger you. So the next time I pay you to kill me, it's really good. Oh. <laughs> The disappointment and heartbreak. Continue. No, I just, yeah, I've got, I've eh, nothing else. Just, just kind of, you know, more relaxed than I've been in a while. I, I didn't realize I needed a vacation so bad. I think I, I was burned out from work. So, oh, uh, yeah, kind of happy. So that's it for me. What about uh, you, JD? 
do much over the weekend. My kid is staying at grandparents for a week. He was with his mom. He was with my, my, his mom's dad for a week on the farm. Now he's staying with his mom's mom for a week at their house. So we're, the two of us are just solo, which is cool. nice. Yeah. So I'm getting, she's been sick, which is not nice. Hmm. So I've been getting work done. It's all right. Getting, knocking out words on the new book. Got some other little things I got to do. Yeah. Nothing, nothing fancy. Nothing, nothing at all. I'm reading. I bought Shadows of the Empire because I was in a Star Wars kick. So I bought, and I tried to remember, I tried to read Shadows of the Empire freshman year of college. And I got like 10 chapters in and lost the paperback. And I just never finished it. So then I, I, was, I saw like a, I think it was a Toy Galaxy thing about it. And I'm like, God, I got to finish this book. So I found it on Amazon. I bought it. And that night I found it in my dog's mouth. So I had to pry it out so that literally chewed on the Oops. corners is enough to read. I'm okay. But yeah, well, that's one way to one way to dog ear a book. That's my joke too. I made it to my <laughs> wife, and she was not pleased with me. <laughs> well, I appreciate it, JD. <laughs> Thank you, John. I thought you would. So, <laughs> all right, I I'm not sure. Was the video game based on the book, or is the book based on the video game? Oh, or? yeah. The answer to the question is yes. This was a <laughs> this was a concentrated marketing effort from the Star Wars people to reintroduce Star Wars to my generation because again mm -hmm. i'm about 17 16 15 something like that when this comes out mm -hmm. and we hadn't had any star wars for a good decade plus at this point so what they did was they decided they were going to do a video game a comic book a toy line a soundtrack and a novelization to a movie that never happened oh that's right we did talk about this before yeah yeah so they created this whole shadows of the empire marketing campaign and i had the video game loved the video game because it was one of the first things you can get at n64 and mm -hmm. I, I dug it. I never read the comics, but I read, I, I was into that. And I never, because I never got around to reading. I tried to read the book and lost the book. And now I'm just feeling Star Warsy. So I figured I was going to read some out of continuity Star Wars. And this is actually, a, they, they released that in 96. And then in 97, they put out, they, they reintroduced the, the original trilogy in theaters. And then in 99, they brought out the new trilogy. So it was, it was phase one of a three-step marketing campaign to reintroduce Star Wars to the masses. Yeah, I... It's funny because I know I played the game, but I don't think, and I probably have a couple of those comics, but that's it. Like, I didn't even, it's a marketing campaign I didn't realize existed. <laughs> well, it's interesting because, like, the the book, because they took different wings. So the comics are focused on the bounty hunters. The book is really about Luke and what he's got going on. The video okay. game is about Dash Rendar, who's like the Han Solo stand-in. Right. Right. So they all, like... They all had the, they all cornered a different angle of the story, which is really kind of interesting. But again, this isn't a, this was done in an era before social media or viral marketing. So, I mean, like it was really pretty ambitious and in, in my opinion, a little ahead of its time. Like if they had yeah. done this, if they had done this, even in the mid two thousands, I think it could have been a lot easier to, and more successful to push this kind of a campaign forward. Now it'd be a piece of cake because you could do all kinds of stuff to do something like this now though now why would they not make a movie or a disney series or something like that but mm. it's for the for the time it's 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 quite ambitious and i'm going to crack the book open tonight after we're done with the show and i, I do a little bit of work i gotta write a thousand more words in the novel so that's my reward is i get to read star wars how are you dave i'm uh, good good i can't can't complain didn't do anything uber exciting over the holiday oh it was my granddaughter's the twins their fourth birthday wow they're four already yeah so that was Tuesday was their actual birthday, and we celebrated it Saturday at this place called Rock Rocking the Spectrum. So it's a kids' gym, but they gear towards uh, oh. children that are on the spectrum. Cool. And uh, not that my granddaughters are; it's just 
you know, it's a, they, they've been there before. Everyone is on this, right? That's why they call it a spectrum. Everyone exists somewhere on the spectrum. Well, that's true. That's true. I, I, I I'll say that. But she actually heard about, like, so everyone knows my granddaughter had cancer and, and I went through treatments. And last year for her birthday, it was a place that was recommended by CHOP, Children's Hospital of Philadelphia, because they have a, like, a private room for kids who are going through uh, treatment. Right, that's like cool. uh, away from, so they're not not near other people. They won't get germs or anything like that. So that's what they did last year for the third birthday, and then decided to do it again. So you know, just have a full party this year for the, her fourth, their fourth, and and yeah, it was fun. You know, I mean, it's it's a it's a it's a four years old birthday. So <laughs> take that as you will. I mean, I got to play with my granddaughters, my adult siblings, and that were invited or just standing around bored. But you know. There were other kids there, and my granddaughter said fun. That's the important thing. That's what matters. And and then, yes, I I watched a movie for the podcast, and I also watched this new show that's on Disney+. Plus. It's about a character from those Star Wars books that you're talking about, J.D. I I want a smart-ass answer right now, and I cannot think of one. I'm so disappointed (laughs) in myself. I'm just And Solo's Dice? And so because at some point the way things are going we are going to get a 12-part series about han solo's dice how they were manufactured the way they made their way all the way to han solo you know, the first I, time I, they I, were hung up on in, in the morning i consider Falcon. myself a star wars fan and i didn't even realize that there were dice in the millennium falcon until they pointed out the pre in the sequel trilogy and then i you know i think star i think solo is still my least favorite of everything post Disney by that Star that Star Wars has given us. So, what did you think of the Obi Wan Kenobi, the new series? I'll go Disney first. Plus? I loved it. I thought it was great. I'm so into this. Right. Yeah. What's your first impression? I'm a little mixed on it. Really? It, uh, two. I have two things that are bothering me. Number one, it's a prequel, or it's a it's a prequel trilogy, technically. So it's mm-hmm. a, it's a prequel before. So it's it's between Revenge of the Sith and A New Hope, right? Everyone should know that at this point who's seen the show. Like they do a nice job of wrapping up the prequel trilogy right before the show starts. I thought that was cool. It showed you everything that was going to be pertinent with, to, to this series. So we've talked about this before. It's one of the issues with Solo. Like you know, the main characters are not going to die. You know, nothing bad is really going to happen to them. So there's you feel you don't feel like there's a lot of stakes in there. And the fact that they, okay, everyone, spoilers, they use uh, young Princess Leia to go to Obi-Wan out of retirement uh, to go rescue her to try to capture him. Like, you knew, you know Princess Leia's going to be okay. You know Obi-Wan's going to be okay by the end of the series, right? So it takes something away from the show where, like, there, there isn't as much, in my opinion, stakes. I can't argue that point because you're right. We know we know where it's end, where it's going to go with these characters. That doesn't bother me because I think I'm far more interested in execution on this one. Because I mean, like, I don't know where the story is going. It's like when you read anything that involves like you know legacy characters. Like, I'm pretty sure they're going to make it out okay, no mm-hmm. matter what we're watching. And that's why when they don't, it's a huge surprise. So for me, I'm like I always say, I'm far more interested in the characters and the character drama. And I was really happy that I went in pretty spoiler free and didn't know anything because I did not know we were going to get Princess Leia. And I was like, wow, Princess Leia, she just got kidnapped by Flea. Like it was, 
it yes, was uh, he was a surprise <laughs> i was and i'm really dig- again i did not watch rebels and i'm really regretting that because uh, of my buddy jeremy was on he's like oh man they're gonna have the inquisitors that's awesome and i'm like oh shoot i don't know who that is you know and now i really regret that because i'm super down i'm more interested in the dynamic with the third sister and obi-wan that's what's really keeping me in, interested in this one because i want to know more about those two i want to know more about i want to know if vader and anakin are gonna or vader and, and obi-wan are gonna near miss each other the whole series or if there is some conflict between them to kind of get us where we are in a new hope because like vader just says it's a set of presence i haven't felt since and he just kind of leaves off with all the ellipses uh-huh. so there is and i'm also intrigued by now okay well, john, we're interrupting john what did you think of the show i haven't we don't let you no it's okay you're on a you're on a roll man go but i mean i, I just okay <laughs> thank you what i'm interested in is and this has bothered me in the sequel trilogy of why because again in the in the extended universe the old the the out of country stuff the solo Leia and, and Han had the twins, Jason and Jaina solo, right? And twins, I always dug that because that's pretty common. If you're twins, there's a good chance you're gonna have twins, you know? Mm-hmm. Like there's the the Markowski family's not done with twins, Dave. <laughs> there, there's another set coming to somewhere. So I dug that, and it made sense to me that Luke would name his son Ben, right? Because right. Luke and Ben Kenobi were tight, right? It was his mentor, it was like a, a father figure. It never made sense to me as to why. Leia and Han would name their son Luke or uh, Ben. That bugged me a little bit because Leia never meets Ben Kenobi. And Han, he's Han's met a bazillion people in his life. I don't know why Obi-Wan Kenobi would have made such a an imprint on him whereas to name him that like if they named the kid Lando, I would have gotten it more, right? Or she would have mm-hmm. named him after Bale. Like that would have made more sense. Yeah, they didn't so, want another Lando, trust me. It's well, like, <laughs> but it made, that, would have, that would have made more sense to me than them naming him Ben. I mm-hmm. feel like here, perhaps we're doing some groundwork as to what the connection was between Lu- Leia and Obi-Wan Kenobi and why. Because again, there's like... Well, we know, we, we know she met him at some point, right? Because when the, the message she sent to him through R2 was, help me, Obi-Wan, she Obi-Wan. must have met him at some point, right? right? She says in the recording, you served my father in the Clone Wars and never says anything about, well, you saved my ass in Coruscant. But I mean, like, mm. at the same time, I'm a firm believer that continuity is your friend until it isn't, and then yeah. it can be ignored, which I'm par- I got that from Kim Smith's show. I think it was a Marv Wolfman quote, but I'm a firm believer in that. Is like continuity is a good friend of yours until you find better ways to tell stories. Because again, if we tri- if we if we stuck to the single to, to continuity that like that is never broken, Batman wears a gun and has purple gloves, mm-hmm. right? Superman can only jump over a building. Like you said, like things grow and things change, and then like the changes if they work stick with the story. If they don't work, like the stuff in Solo. It'll be kind of swept under the rug and we'll forget about it, you know? So I'm very interested to see the relationship between these two develop. And I've spoken for a long time. John, please go ahead. I have I have complicated feelings about this. On the one side, they did, I mean, on the one side, I really like it because I, I was very pleasantly surprised that the tone of it really showed what you what you really think those years for Ben would be like. Monotonous you know, like his soul kind of dying because he can't do anything because what he's doing is so important. He can't do what come like what they were all saying, what comes naturally to a Jedi, which is to help people that need it. And I mean, just, just when the, the foreman gypped that guy out of half of his pay and you could see it in his eyes, that, you know, this, I'm supposed to be helping this guy and I can't do it. I can't do it because, because Skywalker. So you know, on the one side, 
they struck a really perfect tone for this. On the other hand, to the continuity problem, it's like, I, 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 I know like the fast rule is, you know, like what you said, continuity is your problem until it isn't. But this is like, this is if this is all, this is the problem with Disney never giving us anything really new and constantly going back to the same well, and especially giving us all these prequels. It's that the later stuff is just starting to not make sense because, you know, like you said, Leia, Leia never mentioned that she'd met him before. And, and if, if, if that's going to be a recurring character, because I don't, I don't think that's not going to be a recurring character. If, if she's, if she and Ben have this little adventure off size, there's no way a kid wouldn't forget that. But who's to say they didn't forget? Who's to say she didn't forget? Like you said, she reaches out to Obi-Wan Kenobi. It's her idea. Like it's not from Bail Organa. Like she, just because we aren't told it doesn't mean it couldn't have happened. And again, I, I get, I get it. I get for the, if, they, if you have to have all the continuity like lined up in a row, but again, we're talking about star Wars where they've always kind of played fast and loose with their own continuity. Right. Uh, the, Luke and Leia. Uh, that's what I'm saying. If the plan is to make <laughs> Luke and Leia twins, you shouldn't be have, you know, George should have pulled Irving Kirshner off the side and goes, yeah, don't have him kiss. Just <laughs> trust, trust me on this one. Well, that's why they got rid of the original poster with Leia wrapped around Luke's leg. <laughs> right. Exactly. Like the very Con- the Conan-esque, yep. you know, original Star Wars poster. Yeah. Cause again, they're not, that wasn't, in the plan originally like if you've read the star wars the original script which i have it's okay (laughs) what they did was better but the l you see the elements for what they would do there but they're not like it's not like beat by beat right but you see kind of okay this is where this came from and this became this and you know uh, so i get it like i said continuity stuff doesn't bug me because again for me it's all about it's all about characters and i'm far more interested in characters than i am about making sure the continuity wraps up, but I, you know, I, I can't disagree with you. Now the tone thing, I agree. Cause I totally think this is, this is unforgiven in star Wars, right? Clint Eastwood's unforgiven. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like that's exactly what this is, which again, for me, a guy like me, I'm like, yeah, unforgiven with Jedi. Sweet. Mm-hmm. So oh, by know. the way, by the way, uh, if we're going to talk about this, the, the toy ship that Kenobi tries to give yeah. the uncle. Yeah. We see it's, that in yeah, star Wars. The one Luke's yes. playing with. That's yeah. Yeah. Nice yeah. That's a nice little nod. That is a nice touch. I like, like, like he, you, you definitely, they're trying to establish that he cares about Luke, but he can't let Luke know he's there. Well, not, not yet. He, you know, here's what's interesting to me is I think this is cool too, is Obi-Wan apparently always wanted to train him, which yeah. makes sense. Cause the day he sees Luke, he's like, all right, you're going to be a Jedi. Here's this, here's that. Cause he's like ready to roll with it immediately. Like there's no like doubt in Obi-Wan whatsoever. And it, this kind of sets it up as like, he's been here waiting for that moment i also kind of feel like they're gonna, there's something's going to happen in the series that's going to more establish him being like as soon as he's ready i'm going to train him you know but but is he doing that is ben doing that because he realizes the mistakes he's made and he wants to amend them or is it think because so. he's yeah. just that egotistic but that's no no it's, no it's it's the mistakes i think that's what they're showing yeah the first two episodes show that very much like He's got a lot of regret about how things happened in the in the prequels, like, and he's very upset with how things are right now. So, mm. um, I, I think opening on on Order sixty six is the perfect way to like connect that because again, we don't have to see that, but that's the baggage that Obi Wan has on him. Is that in his mind, all these butchered younglings are on him, 
third sister was in that first um, everyone's saying that everyone's saying yeah. that i mean like the if that winds up being true that's super that's super cool so <laughs> uh, oh and the what is it the uh the main guy, the, the the head guy of that group, Inquisitor, the Inquisitor, head of, yeah, the, the head, Grand the Inquisitor. Inquisitor. That's Grand not Inquisitor. the same one that was in Rebels. It's not. That's no, no. Well, the head shape's different, and that wasn't like that wasn't just because they couldn't do it. But I kind of um, get a feeling they're establishing like because it's a Sith kind of organization. Like, but it's a spe- that's that's a certain they a kill each other to. to that's a very and... specific race though right and so that inquisitor isn't the one that was it, it, like i think we just saw him die and the new inquisitor will be the one with the law you know, the elongated body because that's that how that race is i'll take that's, your word for it that's that's on rebels. rebels i'll take your word for it so the other thing is i was said i had kind of had two issues like i think ian mcgregor again proved why people love him as obi-wan so far like he's you know doing oh he's acting job. he's he's awesome. great yeah. yeah i don't like the actress who's playing the third sister i don't really she feels very one note to me just she, she, she her character is one note. well that is i think it is at the moment this is the advantage of television to film is that for the antagonist you can be one note and we have time to sit with a character and learn more about them like i think we just haven't gotten there yet i i thought she's been cool i like I like evil. I like driven evil. You know, I, I, I quite enjoy that. So I get I, that, I do, but, but I, I, I just feel more. like every scene, she just is exactly the same. And it's just like, I well, don't know. Well, because she's a zealot, right? And that's kind of what zealots are. She's kind of a, well, she's kind of a really smart zealot because. Oh, for sure. Yeah. For sure. I want to see, they're, I, I hope they do more with her. I just feel and, like we're getting a huge emotional range off of all the characters so far, except for her and Floyd. Yep. But Flea, yep. but I don't expect a lot from Flea. But again, with your lead antagonist, I mean, like you don't get a lot. I mean, what realistically look back to Star Wars? What did we get off of Darth Vader, other than a cool costume? Like Darth Vader is the definition of a one note cackling villain, and it's not till Empire that we start to get some depth into him, right? And by Jedi, you've got a fully formed character, but it took a while. Like Vader is very much like Boba Fett. Like Boba Fett, there's nothing to Boba Fett in those first in those first three movies, right? At all, Vader in the first Star Wars movie, you know, he killed Anakin Skywalker. He Obi Wan trained him. He's going. He's going to work for a dude who blows up a planet. That's it. Yeah, right. That's all we have in Vader, and it takes it takes time, especially with villains. Like when you're dealing with characters, like you can't if you're if the emotional arc of the story relies on the villain, then the villain is the center of the story, and it becomes an antihero story, which is a much different story than telling. Obi-Wan story like my mind like I said I compared to Unforgiven she's Curly Bill right now, right Curly right, Bill is right. pretty much a cackling villain so let's see what they do with her and I'm not I think based on the fact that like John said that she's a youngling in the early because I've heard that too before so cool let's see if that's it then it's some interesting this could be why she hates the Jedi because they left her to die well and that, no, that was most most of the Inquisitors were yeah you know a lot of them were were former Jedi, Jedi. and 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 the younglings that that they were collected and reprogrammed, basically. Mm-hmm. So very cool, very cool origin. So I want to see. What, I, I I don't disagree. I like her performance. So like I think she's believable, and I like. I don't know. I like the idea of this pissed off, angry woman in the Star Wars universe because like we don't get that a lot, especially on the heel side. So right now I'm into it, but I, I get the criticism. Yeah, and then what's his name? Uncle Owen. Mm-hmm. Joel Edgerton. Hmm? Joel Edgerton. Yes. I'm glad he got to actually play Uncle Owen. 
Mm-hmm. He, he's as actually pretty just good being actor. the guy. Yeah. Just suppose the guy standing there at the end of Revenge of the Sith holding a baby. Well, because actually, it turned out they actually cast a pretty good actor. You know, yes. it's the same dude. And it turned out he actually had a pretty good career after this. So it's nice to go back to him. Now, there's a character that was very super one note in the original Star Wars. You're not going to go be, you're not going to go be a Jedi. I'm not going to let that happen. And now right. we're going to get some. Well, of course we know why. Like when you look back on it, all of Uncle Owen's stuff makes sense. But right. at the time, super one note. So I think I think Joel Edgerton's gonna do some cool stuff. I like what he did originally. Like he could have just been like, yo, Obi I Jedi, Obi-Wan Kenobi is right there. Cause he knows, but he doesn't. Like right. he nearly dies and he just he stays cool and he's like, I didn't do it for you. But I mean he kind of did, you know. So there's a lot, there's a lot of good stuff going on. I, I, I'm quite enjoying it. I like Obi-Wan as a butcher too. I think it's funny to watch Mr. Was it uh, Organa to age backwards? I, you know, he does look good for his age. Let's say I, that. I know, but he's he's aging backwards. Well, I mean, in the movies. This is I mean, he's I, noticeably older now than he this is. This is something I, I was saying too. What Revenge of the Sith is two thousand what five five? So we're seventeen years later. It's only supposed to be ten years, but Ian McGregor has also aged seventeen years, not. But he doesn't years. look he doesn't look that bad. It almost and but and he, you'd expect it but, be part. He's been living saying, out in the desert for, for 10 right, years. What I'm getting so. at is he definitely looks older than he, than just ten years has passed. He you know, he's showing his age, nothing wrong with that. And um you can also say well, he had to live on a planet with two sons. <laughs> it's gonna in age the him. De- cause, in cause, the desert. No sunscreen. In eight years, he's we're supposed to believe he's Alec Guinness. <laughs> so okay, here's the thing, here's what's ironic. There's only ten years difference between them in real life. Yeah. Oh wow! Yeah, you uh, Alec Guinness is only ten years older than you and McGregor is right now in A New Hope. Dealing with sand people will really turn your hair gray. Well, it's just people. <laughs> I mean, people age differently now, man. The the seventies were hard on humans, like the sixties and seventies. Yeah, yeah, people just don't. People, it's just you know we eat better. We've talked about this before. You know? Preservatives, <laughs> we're preserving ourselves. Yeah, <laughs> we have talked about this before. You know, especially yeah, with with women because you. Normally you'd think grandma by the time you're 60, half the actresses we're looking at were like, it couldn't be more than like, you know, 45. It's Michelle like- Michelle was at home today and she was watching Far From Home and Marissa Tomei shows up. And again, I'm like, man, Marissa Tomei, 57 years old. <laughs> yeah, no shit. <laughs> I mean, she's like Nolan Ryan out there still chucking those fastballs, you know, should be way beyond her prime. And yet, God bless her. <laughs> Well, you know, we're, we're, I've, this is kind of interesting. We're, we're getting towards the Batman beyond years. Remember sixties, the new 30 in, in the, in Batman beyond, or True. that was, that was in one of the episodes where Batman with the, you know, Terry McGinnis was in the, was it uh, justice league, justice league unlimited, but, but th- I mean, that's starting to get true, you know, that's true. Don't, don't snap your fingers right now. Oh, I put on Andy's infinity gauntlet while we were doing the show and I didn't realize <laughs> I did it. That's usually how it happens before half the population goes. <laughs> and then the other, so what did we think of the, obviously he's going to be in more episodes, but the quick cameo of Hayden Christensen at the very end of episode two. Looks spooky. Yeah. So I just, okay. I have His acting in that was better than any of his, the rest of his work. Shattered Glass is a good movie and he's pretty good in it. Like his career was ruined by angry people i mean it's not fair to judge anyone's performance based on how they were in a george lucas film the man did not like working with actors it was not his strength and he he just casted the first star wars movie like that's let's be real right i'm wondering what they're going to do with them right because like it's not 
Vader's never been about the dude underneath the, the, the cowl, right? It's, it's always been James Earl Jones's voice and, you know, David Prowse moving like, you know, dramatic and being large. So, I mean, like, I don't, I don't know what they're going to do with Hayden Christensen. I'm, I'm actually really curious. Yes. No. So am I like, are we going to get seen with Vader, not wearing his mask, talking to Obi-Wan, you know, but he shouldn't like that wouldn't happen. Right. He can't breathe. He'll die. Well, no, no. I mean, canonically speaking, there's no way they meet until, until Luke brings no. him. Not necessarily. Cause he just, it's a, it's a presence I haven't felt since. Dot, yeah. Dot, dot. Yeah. He doesn't Ellipses. say since the clone wars, he doesn't say since when last we met, I was, but a learner. Now I am the master. I mean, like that could still be any point, but he's, he considers himself the master now. Right. Does he, we don't know what's in his head. Right. Man, he fucking hates sand. You want to talk about stuff that Vader hates? Fucking sand. God, does he hate sand. Desert planet? All right. Get, that's why he built, built the Death Star. Because, you know, desert planets, you, you can take them out all you at know, once. That's why someone's like, this would be a terrible idea. They, they didn't hide Luke very hard. They gave him to his family. And I'm like, yeah, but he hated that planet. <laughs> it's like when you leave home, it's like somebody like, I'm never going back home again. And they never mm-hmm. do. And Vader strikes me as that guy who's like, I know, I hate Tatooine. I hate sand. Now I'm all robot-y and it's going to get in my gears. I know I'm not going back there. It would. Tatooine would be the worst place for Darth Vader. I'll never get out of my cape. So <laughs> here's something that always bothered me about the continuity of Star Wars, and I'm kind of hoping they semi-address it in this show. Yes. Anakin Skywalker knows his name. He knows his own name? He knows his own name, right? He knows his last name is Skywalker. Mm-hmm. He knows he has a aunt and uncle on Tatooine that are still why didn't he ever go take them out or whatever why did he care no 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 not that now that we know the inquisitors have been on that planet and even talked to Owen like but they don't somehow Owen Lars it's not Owen Skywalker it's Owen Lars yeah she she and she didn't know third sister didn't know that she was talking to Owen Lars right she's some dude okay this is like four degrees of separation at that point Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, like, why did, how did the name Luke Skywalker never get to Darth Vader until... Well, how would it? Who, how would anyone know who Luke Skywalker was until he had, until that... Because they actually addressed this in, oh, God, I forget what book it was. I think it's Vader of the Empire. They address it, or maybe this book I'm about to read, Shadows. I'm going to think of Shadows. Vader never learns about it until after this, the Death Star blew up, because he goes flippity flying, and it takes him, like, weeks to get back on course. And then they're like, oh, yeah, then the story's like, oh, yeah, a kid named Luke Skywalker blew it up. And he's like, what? Again, <laughs> And then he figures out, because again, he thinks Luke's dead. He thinks the kids are dead. Kid, Mm -hmm. he never knew there was two. Padme died, and they said the baby died. So he's been like, kid's dead, and he wrote it off. He never, why why go looking for someone you don't know exists? True. I don't know. I just just always thought it was weird. Dave, you might have fathered a child in your youth when you were sowing your young oats, and you would never know they were there. (laughs) There was a meme about that too, though. About, Again, it's like if there was a meme know, about me fathering a child. No, there, no, I need to no. see it. That'll be the show image for the just, week. Just, 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 no, no. There was a meme about 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 Han Solo about that whole situation with the with the first Death Star. It's like, what the hell did Darth Vader think about Han Solo when he showed up? And Hansel shows up with oh, yeah, his, like, hey, his, his, his son, his daughter, his yeah. droids. He's like, his who's the guy mentor. in the vest? Yeah. Who the that's, hell is he? That's my old, both my old two droids. The, the Wookiee that I saved. My old my, mentor. Who's that guy? And my son and my daughter. Yeah. What the who, fuck is going on here? Who's the dude in the vest? Yeah, that's true. 
<laughs> there is Who's there the is dude in the vest <laughs> show title no that is that is funny because it is it, this is the problem with prequels too is that everyone tries so hard to connect them to the source material like when they're on the death star vader vader has to just be bombarded with oh my god who who isn't here you know it's like right. a high school reunion for darth vader yeah here here, here it is Han Solo showed up on Vader's Death Star hours after Alderaan was destroyed. On his ship, he carried Vader's son, Vader's daughter, Vader's astromech, the protocol dro- protocol droid Vader built as a kid, the Wookiee who saved Ahsoka's life, and literal Obi-Wan Kenobi back from the dead. Vader must have been very, who in the Musafar was that fucker in the vest? <laughs> then something like a day later, he sneaks up on Vader, one of the greatest pilots the galaxy's ever seen in what is essentially a heavily modified 18-wheeler and shoots him in the ass. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> the problem with Vader, though, is he's so like laser-focused on taking this cat out that he just kind of... I mean, isn't that Vader's story is he's the Jedi, that he's the greatest Jedi that could have been and never really was? Right. So yeah. I can, I mean, like, and that's the whole thing. It's like Vader never, if Vader ever lives up to his promise, one, Luke never cuts his hand off. Two, you know, the Emperor never pulls the fast one on him that Vader should have seen coming for 30 years, yeah. you know? And then because he that's the way every, every one of those you relationships know the, end. Yeah, like, you know how, you're, and you're trying to do it yourself. Yep. You're trying to get your kid to do it so you could pull the wool over his eyes. And you're like, oh my God, my master turned on me. How did I not see this coming? Like, again, Anakin Skywalker, kind of a putz. Yeah. I mean, that's the whole series. I mean, like the whole prequel trilogy is about, yeah, this guy really could have been something, but he was too much of a whiny bitch to ever get there. Yep. So based on what we've seen so far, oh, wait, wait, before we, before I ask this question, one, one last thing, shout out to Ian McGregor's daughter. Yeah, she's in it. To play a character trying to sell your father drugs. Isn't that weird? Isn't that weird? <laughs> like as a director, like, all right, I'm going to challenge you in your first role. Sell your old man some dope. <laughs> you know? Yeah. That's, that's got to be tricky. Yes. So do we think we're going to see uh, Qui-Gon Jinn as a force ghost in the series? I do. Probably. Okay. Because according to the apocryphal legend, that's how Obi-Wan learned how to do it, was from Qui-Gon. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Yeah, I mean, and that's the thing too, because it's like they made they they made sure that they included Yoda saying that from the in the wrap up of the prequel trilogy right before the show starts, and then he keeps saying Qui Gon, he keeps calling out to him like so. Qui Gon. So I imagine if they haven't talked before, Luke's or Obi Wan's got some reason to hit, and at least we got off Tatooine this time. <laughs> Right. Yes. Like we're finally off a of Tatooine and we're look, you know, Coruscant is for as cool as Coruscant is. We don't really ever spend a lot of time there. So mm-hmm. I'm OK with this. I was also OK with Flea. I can't I couldn't get over that. They cast Flea. Yes. He didn't last long, though. So. No, I mean, it's it is Flea. <laughs> but he's got such a great face. Right. Yes. He's so an, unmistakable. To play a character like that. He definitely has a good face. I mean, yeah, he was <laughs> he was awesome. I quite I quite enjoyed it. Yeah. No, no, it was good. I mean, I think. That's another thing too. Like, I'm not saying he's a bad actor or anything, but you know he's not an Oscar caliber actor. Oh, it's it's so, flea. <laughs> so they did such a great job of utilizing him just enough to make it work. I think that's I think that's the the perfect kind of casting, right? Is like you because as as great of a guitar player as Flea is, what's his other most famous role in a movie? I don't know what. He's Needles from Back to the Future. Oh, that's right. Oh so, my god, I forgot about that. So he, I mean, like if you see him on screen, he's got this weird like snarly dog face right where you just it says a lot right so he's he's he could have had a career as a character actor just doing little bit parts 
with his, you know, interesting face. And like, you right. know, right away without that, once you go over, Oh, Hey, flea, you know, he's a bad guy. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. True. So true. Hey guys, I've had this weird, like crisis of conscious where I haven't been able to watch any of these Marvel series, right? I can't bring myself to watch any of them lately. Right. It's mm-hmm. been a struggle. Like you guys know, that's become like a bit on this show. Obi-Wan I watched, I was literally had Disney on waiting for it to start. Like I had Dis- I had Disney plus on like counting down. I had it on for 10 minutes before it was actually activatable. I had like, I think something hit me. I think I'm tired of the Marvel stuff. I think there's too much of it. I really do. Huh. I think I'm I think I'm a little burnt out. Well, I mean, Morbius. So that would, I didn't see it. Um, I can't, Morbius has become Twitter's ultimate meme. And I'm not, I'm not participating in that because people are going to fuck around and get that thing and gets uh, the sequel greenlit. And then everyone's going to have to go, Oh shit, this is not (laughs) all of us. And I am not ready for that responsibility. Yeah. But yeah, I think that, I think that I'm kind of like the movies I'm excited about, but as far as the series goes, I think I'm just, I think I'm kind of burnt out. You know what? I won't disagree with that. Like I, I, I can understand, but I do want to see She-Hulk because I like the character. So I'm kind of hoping they do justice to her, but we'll see. Yeah. I mean, I th- there's something intriguing about that because it's different, right? Mm-hmm. I don't have the uh, fundamental, you know, the tangential connection to Miss Marvel, but I imagine we're going to talk about it. So I'm probably going to check that out out of a curiosity's sake. And it, that might be, different enough from the other marvel stuff it that might, might be. be interesting it might be and again i really like the moon knight character in concept but i couldn't bring myself to hit play and i i i don't know why but again obi-wan kenobi i'm like i'm in and there's not even like there's not even a moment of hesitation i, right. I wonder and if it's because there's not as much i don't feel like it's bombarded with star wars as i feel with marvel yeah i mean that's true like they there's so much breathing room between the series other than the cartoons but like you know, like they had the first two seasons of Mandalorian, then uh, Mandalorian 2.5, uh, Book of Boba Fett. I, but like there's a year between them, you know, and then Obi-Wan, it's six months, but it's not like it's not like one series ended. And then the next month, the next series came out. So it's starting to feel like homework. Yeah, with Marvel, it really does. And I think yeah. that like when when given homework, I kind of no, I don't want to do it. You know, I think that's part of the feeling, too, is I feel like. I have to do all this stuff. Because you got She-Hulk, you got Miss Marvel coming. Yeah. You've got, what are the other ones that are coming? Series-wise, there's a couple more. There's a secret invasion. There's like, yes, there's that's a right. lot. Like, there's a lot. I honestly, I've kind of checked out a little bit, you know? Like I still, like, again, I love Doctor Strange. I've only seen it once though. Like usually I go see those movies at least twice at the theater. Yeah. I don't know. Though I do find it interesting too. Someone created a an image online and it's like, it's it's the MCU. It's it, the original Avengers standing in the background, kind of like half faded, and then Kate Bishop, She Hulk. Oh, I saw that. Yeah, standing mm. in front of their 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 counterparts, and they're like, oh, and everyone's like, oh, the next Avengers. And I'm like, have you read a comic? Like, <laughs> like I get what, what you're excited, but they were never all on the same team together, and I don't think they're going to do that. I think they're going young Avengers. I think that's the what we're headed towards. They're not going to an all female team with you know so i think we've reached an interesting phenomenon too where there's people who aren't like us who came up with the comics right who yeah. have this this love affair with the, the written books right where there's people that are mcu fan right and they're mm-hmm. on the journey with these characters and yes. this is their touchstone right so to them these legacy characters are a natural inclination whereas we're so jaded 
right? <laughs> By years of seeing like, well, this is the next step. Now we're pulling it back. Well, this is the next. Now we're pulling it back. You know, yeah. they don't have that. And they can't have that because Chris Evans and Robert Downey Jr. are like, we're done. So they're going to get these like, generational shifts that we comic book fans by definition cannot get and when they do give them to us we think we want them for a while and then the sales plummet and they have to bring back the real characters right Mm -hmm. so so there's people that really say yes that is the next avengers and guys like us are like that's not the event i mean because that's just how we're programmed that's how we were educated by you know comic books in the 20th century Mm -hmm. to be like no the Avengers is Iron Man, Captain America, and Thor, and any variation thereof, you know? Well, this when, was this was always going to have a time limit on it. It has to right? because you're dealing with real people. Yeah. Like you're 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 gonna you're gonna we're gonna get to maybe 10 years from now, maybe 15, and then they're gonna have to I think they can make it maybe 15 years, and then they're gonna have to. I don't know. They'll have to they, see what do they do at I that think, point, right? Because I, I'm they, with you, John. I, everything's going to make so much money that they're going to want to keep making movies, but they're going to have to do some kind of reset. Right. The I, they have like to the, give it 10 years. They were super ambitious mm-hmm. and they were successful with it. Mm-hmm. But, right, we're dealing with real people, people who don't want to play these characters their whole lives, people that are going to age out of these roles. Well, the CGI is getting better. And they can't just, yeah, they, they, they can't just. But who are we third tier characters to make it work? You're right, Dave. Who are we talking about though? Who owns Marvel? Disney. Disney. What does Disney do? You just make another one with the same characters, right? There's been a lot of guys do the voice of Goofy. It's been a lot. I've seen many iteration of Winnie the Pooh, you know, like, oh God, I don't want to talk about it. There's a horror Winnie the Pooh movie now because he's a, oh, I saw that. Uh, I just my heart just like sank and fell. He's out, out of copyright. He's public he's domain. Public domain now, and I just like God. I hate every. I hate everybody. Um, <laughs> I hate. Winnie the Pooh's gonna be selling you used cars soon. And apparently, <laughs> there's an Im- image of like they're standing over Eeyore's grave because they Piglet they and Pooh ate, ate him. him because they're mad because Christopher Robin went to college and left them. So now they're on a murderous rampage. Just some some edge lord <laughs> thought that was funny. Right. And like, I'm uh-huh. going to do this because I got something to say. Fuck Disney. And it just, you know, I just. But when you wasn't like, even a Disney creation, they just. I'm aware of that. I'm aware of that, which is the only reason why you can do that. But again, like I said, for me, like part of it is my little boy has a big connection with Pooh. So I just don't like this. And I'm not saying you can't do it. I'm just saying I don't like it. But yeah, it's whatever. But like what Disney does is they'll redo it. Right. Yeah. Look what they're doing now. They're making live action movies of all their greatest hits. Yeah. That's yep. what I've done for the last decade because that's what Disney does. So I imagine, John, you're saying 15. I'm a pessimist. I don't think it goes that long. I think the moment the grosses start going down and all this stuff, which again, you've got a little while, but the moment the grosses start slipping, we'll start them all over again. Yeah. And Spider Man yeah. has shown us that people love it. And we've got a multiverse. So you can just turn your attention to a different multiverse. I know. And the, the problem with the Spider Man thing is we know that they could reboot it. Like they could just take a like two, three years off and then reboot the whole thing. And it's like, at that point, we'll be out. No, I'm like, not going anywhere. I got a little kid. Like, and part of me too wants him to discover all of this stuff. Cause again, it's getting more different. I mean, like the MCU fans are getting to be as bad as us, where you have to watch this and 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 this to get that. Mm-hmm. Right. And eventually, like I said, like we know con- when continuity becomes a, like I said, when it becomes a burden, you abandon mm-hmm. it. Yeah. So, I mean, that has <clears throat> to happen eventually. We're not there yet, but it, I, but we'll be there I bet soon. it's I bet it's coming sooner than people think. It's gonna oh, yeah. it's gonna be hard for them. Just one last point. It's gonna be harder for them because yeah, going from Iron Man to Endgame, how do you top that? You try you, again. Yeah, but but 
they can't tell the same story again. No, but I mean, Batman, they, that was done so well. It was. You got to do it. You got to do something different. Like Batman. Look at all the different iterations of Batman we've had. Yeah. And they've all been pretty good. Like with some, you know, by and large, because again, the 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 key the the Clooney Batman is technically the Keaton Batman. So I mean, that's yeah. one whole continuity. And then we had the Nolan, and then the Affleck, and now we're having the Pattinson. And they've all been fine. So Marvel could do it. Like there's another guy out there who could be Iron Man. I don't know who it is, but I mean, like he's there. Tom Cruise is never going to die. Maybe he'll get his option. <laughs> well, the Church of Scientology will just, you know, take out his clone. And Well, you know, he's a method actor, right? And he played Lestat, the vampire. And <laughs> since then, he has not aged. So, you know, you do the math. That's a little too method, I think. Mm. Uh-huh. That's a great idea, though. I need to write that down. Um, <laughs> there's a Black Mirror episode for you. Is there? Oh, I thought you were, I thought you were being serious. Um, no, no, no. That sounds like a Black Mirror episode, doesn't well, yeah, it? Yeah, but just, I stuck to get that. Again, I'm always of a book, you know, like, oh, like an actor that is going to play a vampire. So he has to find a vampire. Speaking of great ideas, think. And then he finds the guys from What We Do in the Dark. <laughs> I think it's time to do a little social media madness. An hour in? Yes, why not? <laughs> yeah, we're, we're completely off script at this point. Well, no, we, gonna, talked to, we talked about what was important. Hey, oh right I'm, I'm, oh I'm good gonna... yes that's right we don't have to talk about the other thing right stop oh wow you hated we're, it that much Shut we're gonna up. we're gonna we're just do a couple real quick first thing i want to say thank you to smash trivia they have contributed to social media madness a couple times they're a podcast dedicated to all things the incredible hulk of course that's cool and they gave us a shout out on their podcast this week what was... so yes they wanted to say thank you and tell you guys to go check them out if you're a hulk fan you will love the show so then this one i had to include i don't think we talked about it last week randy savage from the cult 45 podcast it's too late because the book is written but he came up with a solution to your problem jd um so he was saying so i was thinking of those of, of those problem i think he problems and if we were and if he were insane and thought he was frolicking frolicking oh, with creatures and begins not beings Beings not of the world. Wow, sorry. He could just tell people his name is O Great T. Okay. Yeah, gonna leave that one alone. Um, so you could, so he could be O Great T in the in in feudal Japan. I think yes. that'll work. That's yes. I'm gonna let it. <laughs> think I'm just gonna leave that one alone for this time. It's too bad too because that was a huge money making tier in the last Kickstarter campaign. <laughs> I still expect two hundred fifty dollars, Jim. <laughs> Kidding. <laughs> It doesn't matter. I mean, I, I'm going to die in every one of your books that I can. That's I have to be creative. I have to be creative with this one. I'm thinking about a shipwreck, right? With some white people. Oh, oh, oh. What? 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 Oh, wait. Okay. Vampires, like, they have to come from Europe. Okay. I can make this work. I need, <laughs> hang on. I got to jot this down. <laughs> this is going to be fun. Okay. Go on, Dave. Let's get some of these over with because we got a lot more to go. And it's already like, <laughs> we're already like an hour in for crying Skibberty out loud. Skibberty Post, who we have shouted out a couple times on the on the show, say, I disagree with some of their assessments pertaining to the new Batman movie, but thanks for the shout out. Okay. You're welcome. I guess. It's funny. Like that's a hard one to quantify. Like there's not going to be a consensus. I've been, on that I've been one. hearing more and more people who like, just don't like the Patterson Batman movie at all. You know, when you get something super popular, there's always a, like, it's like Newton's law, right? Where every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. Everybody comes out and says, this movie's great. You're going to have some people. No, it wasn't. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I appreciate you listening to our show, man. Thank you. 
She-Hulk trailer. Of course, Randy Savage chimed in again. I'm on board with superhero Allie McBeal. And really hope every episode she brings a new, like, D-list villain. Get a cameo from Creel the Absorbing Man, and it needs to be funny as hell to ignore the CGI. I mean, that was pretty much the comic, right? That was what Dan Slott did with her, so yeah, sure. yeah. And I think that is where we're going. And then... There's a Netflix anime one, I think, for John specifically. Netflix yes. Anime? Oh, it's Gorilla. Oh, I got it. Oh, it's oh, oh this guy. It's Gorilla Brain. It's right. They don't treat 98% of their anime in spotlight role anyway. It just appears. Uh, it just appears, and you're like, well, shit, I don't know what this came out. <laughs> no, that's that, true. That like, is true, right. They don't... Like, they unless, don't, you, uh, unless you knew about Comey Can't Communicate... Yeah, and I heard it from because I'm I'm always checking anime circles, but like from Gagook on 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 YouTube, the only reason I heard about that was was because of that because I'm I'm in that that group, like but you never would know it and and Netflix the the algorithm on Netflix knows that I like anime and and animation because every time I go on there that's all I get even though I, I have desperately tried to uh, redo my searches to give it the idea that I like other things too. And yet it still never came up for me until so, I heard about it from uh, some of the YouTubers I follow. It's all about the algorithm. We are all slaves to the algorithm. And the algorithm is stupid. The algorithms are stupid. Obey the algorithm. <laughs> Good. That sounds like a Nine Inch Nails album. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is it for Social Media Madness. Yay. There was much celebrating from John. Ooh. All right. So if you want to be part of Social Media Mandas, follow us on social media. Here's our good friend D-Square to tell you more. Enjoying the show? Want to be part of Social Media Madness? Make sure you are following SuperheroSpeak.com, where you can find all of the show's social media links at the top of the page. While you're there, you can check out old episodes of the podcast, as well as some other great content. Check the site often because we are posting some great comic reviews as well as comic book and movie news content every day. Make sure and follow us on Twitter, at Superhero Speak. And while you're there, check out the rest of the Geek World All-Stars Podcast Network. You can follow them at stars underscore geek. The Geek World All-Star Podcast Network includes great programs such as the Pop Prison Power Podcast, Cult 45, So Wizard, Fans on Patrol, The Gorilla Brain Podcast, and of course, Superhero Speak. Search for hashtag GWAllStars. You will not be disappointed. Now, it's back to Dave and the boys on Superhero Speak. Thanks for that, Don. And don't forget to check out the Omega Level Nerd Podcast, available on YouTube and wherever podcasts are available, and we're going to take a quick commercial break, and we'll be right back with some news. After these messages, we'll be right back. All right, boys and girls, we are back. We have a couple things to talk about. The first one, of course, we got a second trailer for Love and Thunder, which gave us our first look at Christian Bale as Gore the God Killer. So, Butcher. Butcher, I'm sorry. Good Gore the God Butcher. Butcher killer, come on. Uh, He's a butcher. He only cuts the best pieces from the much, gods. Much like Obi-Wan Kenobi. Oh my god, yes. So, also did you guys see the trailer, and what did you think of this characterization of Gore? I love more I see this trailer, the happier I am that I like Ta- uh, Taika Waititi's 
um interpretation of thor looks fun it doesn't bother me like people like oh he doesn't look at all like gore where's the tentative where's the tendrils where's the tendrils who cares it'll be fine it's christian bale (laughs) john these are the same people that expect that every time they see a new star trek uh alien that just has a different wrinkle on on their forehead and their nose it's like oh yeah that's a completely different thing but they (laughs) want the tentacles in a marvel movie yeah yeah i mean it's cool. You know, it, that's a, that's a, this is a big thing, right? I mean, like in Marvel, uh, Gore the God, but God butcher is going to be, yeah, I, I, this is this, I don't know. This is going to be the end of Thor though. Isn't it? Like, do you think this is it? No, Thor, for Hemsworth? Him. Hmm? Thor beats him. No, no. I mean, but, but Hems like, is this Hemsworth's swan song? Is this his last movie? I don't think so. Cause I mean, Jane Foster, if they go by the comic, which Marvel does usually, it's Jane Foster's swan song. Yeah. She's got, a, it's in the comic. This isn't a spoiler. She has the Thor, the Odin force to fight off, to stave off her cancer. Yeah. Right. And every time she uses it, it gets worse. It's it right? a little bit worse. Yeah. Right. So, so yeah. So but, I imagine that's where they're going. I mean, I don't know. Chris, Chris Hemsworth doesn't seem like he's bored playing Thor yet. But she's not, I mean, she's going to come back in the comics. Eventually. She might be there now. I have no idea. I haven't read it in a while. Yeah. But yeah. So, and another thing is, there's a reason Jane Foster was only in two movies and then wasn't around anymore. Like yeah, she didn't want to, she's like, I'm out of here. Yeah. She didn't want to do it. Like, so it's not like she's going to want to keep playing this character. I think yeah. it's, you know, they back the Brinks truck up to tell this story hmm. and probably it was like, Oh, I die at the end. Okay. Yeah. Well, fine. she's also probably, she probably likes the idea of actually playing a superhero as opposed to just being the girlfriend. Interest. Yeah. So, yeah. But I mean, that's, I would be surprised if the character doesn't die at the end. Cause I think, I think there's an opportunity, especially the marketing for this movie has been very upbeat. Uh huh. It would not surprise me if we had a bit of a dour ending. Yeah. I think so. I think the, yeah, the tone of the trailer kind of, kind of sells that too. Well, it's like, you know? it's been so upbeat that it's like, and then we have, oh, and here's our villain, God, the Gore, Gore the God Butcher. It's like, hmm. Things might not be all hunky dory. Well, the the theme song is "Sweet Child of Mine," right? Mm-hmm. Isn't it? So, I'm just kind of curious. Oh, oh. Again, I've said this before with the last trailer, like how they're going to explain how she got the the power, where the hammer came back from. With well, the the, the hammer looks Odin. like it was crazy glued back together again. So, because it was. Yeah, yeah, we'll get that. Yeah, it'll be fun. Yeah, and someone did point this out, and I thought it was cool. Like when she's attacking, and then. It, it, she hits multiple characters it's actually the hammer breaking back apart and it's pieces of the hammer hitting all the the villains well, that's neat. like if you watch it in slow motion you can see it like come apart and become separate uh pieces and hits them and then comes back together so actually it, another little interesting thing with the cinematography is every time god uh, gore is on on screen his part of the screen is in black and white you can see when he's fighting valkyrie that she's in color and he isn't and every time she hits him color returns to that part of the screen there is something it's kind of weird but i kind of like it there's definitely something weird about this movie and the cinematography like there are definitely scenes and and again marvel's known for changing stuff up from the trailer to to the actual release of the movie so who knows but the there's scenes where he's it feels like he's in a dream world you know like it's overly saturated with color and he's you know especially this when they first show him in that costume that he's got on 
I think that's supposed to be that way too. Cause I want, again, like you said, if, if, if Gore is going to be like desaturating a lot of the scene, you want the stuff where he's not in to be overly saturated to create yeah. that visual dichotomy. So whether or not that works within the story or if it's just like, cause a lot of times color theory movies, they don't really point it out to you. They just do it. Mm-hmm. Right. Cause it, it hits you on more of, it's supposed to hit you on more of a subtextual level. Right. Let's see what they do with it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like the matrix. The matrix matrix is one of the first blow. actually but that that one scene in the trailer though where zeus blows away his robe and all the all the female goddesses just kind of faint that was and my wife and yeah. my wife oh well yeah i mean she even also, i was like damn i'm gonna be when we go see it i'm gonna be ready to catch her because chris Hemsworth penises will make her faint i do declare i'm feeling the vibes <laughs> the thing it's a real thing yeah anyway damn chris Hemsworth. Um, stupid sexy Hemsworth. <laughs> Which one? Is that like stupid sexy Flanders? Yes, stupid. it's exactly it's exactly where I got there. I prefer my I prefer Chris to Liam. I'm more into muscles myself. That's me. <laughs> All right. Moving on, we got a few things because this weekend was a uh, Star Wars celebration. So we got a few pieces of news out of that. Starting with John Watts is directing a new series, Skeleton Crew. And Jude Law will be starring in it. This um, sounds fun. This is what the kids, right? The kids hijack a ship. Yes. Yeah, it sounds fun. Yeah, I mean, so I mean, that's okay. So let's let's get let's say that up front. There's a lot of Star Wars stuff that was it's announced that's coming. I could very easily burn out on Star Wars. I was going to say, are we going to burn out on Star Wars now? It's, it's possible. It's possible. I mean, like this is kind of what Disney's going to do. Is they're going to throw stuff at you until until you're tired of it and then pull it back. Isn't so. isn't this like kind of star the Star Wars answer to Star Trek Prodigy? Like it it seems kind of like the same scenario. I don't know what that is, so I'm going to say sure. Oh, okay. See, so the series follows a group of teenagers who use an abandoned starship a starship to search for adventure. You know what it sounds like to me? Do you ever see? Oh God, what was that movie? The movie with the little kids was Ethan Hawke was one of them. Where they they can they make a spaceship and it goes and they meet like a Martian. You know what I'm talking about? Travelers. I think it was called Travelers. Give me a minute. Would, would it say that again? It was a movie from the 80s. It was about kids. They make a spaceship and it goes into space. Oh, no, I've seen that. Yeah. You know I'm talking about? I think it's called Travelers. It sounds so familiar. I just, I know, I know, I know I've seen it. Ethan Hawke is in it. 2011, no, it's from like It's from like 1985 or something like that. Uh, yeah, I know what you mean, though. Explorers. Explorers, that's Explorers, it. Explorers, that's it. I knew it was in the back of my brain somewhere. <laughs> there's a lot of stuff back there john yeah i know i gotta organize that someday but yeah explorers that was it yeah it was 85 yeah the kids have the spaceship and they go into space and they meet aliens and stuff like that it's fun yeah it's ethan hawk and river phoenix good times yeah, yeah. i mean and the last thing i saw jude law in was captain marvel <laughs> there yeah that's true there was a time when jude law was in everything yes and then he was not I don't know if that was by choice or, you know, he just it could like, be by choice. He, he probably was in so much that, and, and not even like little things. He was in a lot of big, everything. Stuff too. Yeah. He was in everything. So like time. he probably makes enough residuals where he doesn't have to work. Oh, he's also, much. he's Dumbledore. Well, that's he's, true too. I didn't even think of that. I haven't watched any of those. Me neither. That's why I'm looking at his IMDB <laughs> right now. I'm like, Oh yeah, he was Dumbledore. That's <laughs> right. So yeah, but yeah. Well, even what, so now with that, he probably never has to work again. So he can pick what he wants to do. So you want, I want to be in Star Wars somehow. I mean, who doesn't want to be in As Star Wars? Every actor says at some point. Pretty much, even if it's a bit part. Yeah. Yes. I mean, like, 
apparently like Marvel, if you're if you're in the game long mm-hmm. enough, so you too will get to play a Star Wars character. <laughs> and then, all right, moving on. The other thing that one of the other things that came out, we got the trailer for Andor, which feels like it's another prequel to a prequel. So <laughs> yeah, I'm a little bit more eh, on this one mainly because I didn't. I really like Rogue One a lot the first time I saw it. Mm-hmm. But I've come to think that I really like Rogue One because the last 10 minutes were fucking awesome. Yeah. And I think the rest of the movie is just kind of... Eh. It's just it, All it is is set up to get to the last 10 minutes. That's it is. all it is. And they weren't going to do that 10 minutes in the movie originally. And again, like, I don't... I don't... And I don't love the Cassian Endor character. I don't... I don't... I don't know. Like, I don't... I didn't like any it's of It's just Rogue weird One to watch a, a show about a character you know is going to die. It, it, you know, I don't. Dave, we're all gonna die. So I mean, yeah, doesn't. But you know what I mean. Like, like he's got a he. He doesn't have a long shelf life. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if it's interesting. It doesn't look that interesting to me. So I mean, like, I don't know. This is this is feels like a Star Wars thing that I could skip personally. I'm telling you, we're gonna yeah. get the the story about the dice someday. I mean, it's just they is they're just mining the hell out of out of these prequels. I, mean, I just I have a feeling it's gonna be like a six part series, and it's gonna end. Where his character's part started in Rogue One. Probably. You know? it's, that's exactly what it's going to do. Like the last scene of the last episode of this is going to be literally tied directly into that movie. Yeah. Yeah. The scene where he was, he was being chased. I don't remember. It's been so while since I've seen mm-hmm. Rogue One. I haven't where seen he it in a long time. helped someone that was being chased, something like that. And then it was just like, oh, okay. And that's how they like introduced his character to you in the show, in the movies. Last, the last 10 minutes were great. Yeah, <laughs> that's all you could say. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, and there's nothing in this trailer that makes me like, oh, I definitely want to see this. I'm sorry, you know. And again, as far as good as the last ten minutes of Rogue One is, it's there's nothing in this. It's like, oh yeah, I, I got to see it because of that. I agree. But you might have to watch Rebels there, uh, JD. Yeah, I'm actually considering it now. Like, I'm actually again, my buddy Jeremy's like, man, you're really gonna like this show. So. If I can, if I can get some time, I think I'm going to start. Should I watch Clone Wars first though, John? Should you watch what? Clone Wars first. Yeah. Clone Wars is worth it. And so is Rebels. I didn't, I didn't love season one. It reminded me. And again, they say, I heard the format changes, but again, those first few episodes of season one, it feels like, remember Starship Troopers? Mm-hmm. Where they have the, it feels like a big marketing, like a campaign, like a, like a, a March to War video. Wasn't the first, the first the first one though first season like Gennady Tark Tartikoff no 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 well not that one I'm talking about the 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 that was a different show that was a different it was that yeah, was yeah. a different Clone War show I meant the the computer with with Ahsoka oh okay right? okay yeah, yeah the first season of that show they had this it was very much like Starship Troopers where the whole thing was mm-hmm. an marching to war and just I, yeah I didn't I didn't like the storytelling device it gets so it kinda, better that's what it, everyone says yeah. the first season kind of turned me off so mm. I'm debating jumping into the second season and just going from there, but I need, I just need time. So the reason I say that is at fan celebration, they were treated to a trailer for Ahsoka, which was not released online. We haven't gotten that in a long time where there was something that was just shown at a convention that wasn't released. And in it, there is several characters from rebels in the show. That's going to be awesome. I'm going to have to rewatch the last two seasons of rebels just so the 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 droid what's the droid's name in the show the little orange chopper droid? chopper yep. is in it yep. and i'm reading through this real quick hera sedula who's the captain of the ghost is in it and apparently they make reference to looking for ezra 
who is the main mm. character in Rebels, who's the Jedi. Yeah, because he was he was lost, and and not just not just him. He when he when he went out, he went out with God the 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 blue the what's the, oh gods I can't believe the name of the general the the general oh that's who, right who made like everybody's lives miserable and was like one of the smartest. Well, he wasn't he wasn't actually portrayed very well in Rebels. And isn't he? They they make mention of him in Mandalorian. She's Grand, looking for him. Grand Moff Tarkin, not Tarkin. Was, no, not Tarkin. Thawne? Um, yeah, Thawne. Oh. He took Thawne out. Well, he, oh. they, they both disappeared at the same time. So it's assumed that he's still fighting Thawne in, in Somewhere. I don't know, where, wherever the hell they went. So, but the, but yeah. So, so Thawne, basically Thawne, Thawne it sounds is, like. Thawne could be done better because he wasn't as smart as he's really supposed to be. But, 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 you know, if they bring Ezra back, Thawne's coming too. But that's what it sounds like, that they're, like, you had to be familiar with Rebels to understand what's going on in Osaka. So. Yeah, well, Thrawn's going to be, it's going to be cool, actually, if he comes back. That's, like, they could use that to reintroduce him into, into the universe. And if they do him right, like, he's a big bad. So how do you handle that, right? How do you handle bringing back a character like Ezra, who is a fan favorite, who is a Jedi, mm-hmm. without killing him off again. Because by the time you, we you get bring him back hope, and he gets his own series, that's basically how it, got, how it should work. Because you don't want to take the spotlight away for a spotlight away from from Ahsoka. So right, he, but by he, and we, he's worthy of his own series. It's believed by the time we get to A New Hope, Luke and Vader are the only two Jedi left. Well, yeah, but that's because I mean everybody else is either in hiding. Or or missing like Ezra, like completely missing. Nobody knows where he is. So right. So I don't know. I don't know how. Like, what's the writer think? I didn't watch Rebels, but I'm just saying, like, just just from a again from a being a slave to continuity versus ignoring continuity. Well, kind yeah, of but, but but that's that's the thing. This this is this is this is fine with continuity because yeah, they they kept saying that they were the only ones left. It's a big universe. Right. I mean, like you, you think, right? We think they're the only ones left. Right. And, that's and, and that didn't stop Force-sensitive people from being born. No, that's isn't... true. But here's the thing, though. Who, 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 who is the showrunner for Rebels? Dave Filoni. Who is the control yeah. of the Star Wars universe right now? Dave Filoni. So, yep. I mean, like... <clears throat> so, he's had this idea. Yeah, and, and he's probably fit it very nicely into the continuity. Mm-hmm. So, true. It's his, I mean, it's his continuity at this point. Yeah. So, it's whatever. And yeah, I'm sure it? I have to watch it. I mean, there was some rebel char- There were some of the characters that were in the what you call it, Rogue One. Probably. Oh, I, I, I saw Guerrero. Yeah. Right, and Chopper. You can see Chopper in the hangar. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I, it's whatever. Well, R two D two was was in Kenobi. So in one of the scenes, if you look at one of the scenes, you see him in the background. Off I mean, to I the saw C three PO, but I didn't see R two. No, he yeah, R two was there too, off in the background to the right. You just. It's like for 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 a second or two, he's there. Wa- I don't know if he's watering a plant or hanging. I mean, it makes water. sense. Like forget. he has to. They they're with him. Yeah, the they have him. So yep. they are there. Yeah, so, yeah. We should see them. I guess they didn't want to give him as much of a, a a scene because look what happened in was it Mandalorian when he popped up? Like everybody cheered. That you know, true. They're, true. they're gonna save him for for something. Yeah, but no, I mean, and that's the thing. The yeah, like C-3PO, you see for a second, and he, he, like, he doesn't have a, have a line. He's just there, 
Which makes me wonder, did they not want to pay Anthony Daniels to do his voice for this? Mm-hmm. So, all right. It's going to be cool. It's going to be cool. Actually. JD will have to watch Rebels. Yeah, I'll start. All right. Well, that is all the news I brought. I don't know if you guys had anything you wanted to add before we get to our main J- topic. Just the redoing of the She-Hulk CGI. Good. So, they never should. They never should have released it without finished CGI. Especially if it only took a week to clean it up. Yeah, it was a poor, poor decision. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I don't think we actually said that since the show started. That yes, if you go watch the trailer now on Disney Plus, they've cleaned up the CGI, which is weird. Yep. That, it looks a lot better. So I mean, that's what I would have expected the trailer to look like the first time. And it's it, what we're, we're, we're a week later. Like, why didn't they just wait to release it? I. That's what I'm saying. Is like why. Why why let that be the narrative? Were they trying to get buzz before Star Wars Celebration came out and all the news for that stuff started hitting? But But it's Disney. It's all It's all Disney. Disney. Right. So yeah. I mean like I unless I think they just thought they I think they thought people weren't gonna complain. No. Everyone was watching the Amber Heard Johnny Depp trial and they thought, here's a good time to release a trailer for about something that takes place in a courtroom. Yeah. <laughs> maybe i mean that's that's as good a reason as any but they still should have finished the special effects first because this trial's never going to end that, yeah, they, that they gave their that would have taken arguments last least, week that would have taken know. at least three lines seemed of like code. it would forever it's hollywood man that's nothing <laughs> <laughs> all right well on that note we're going to take a quick commercial break and come back with our main topic after these messages we'll be right back all right we're back. John apparently has a lot to say about this. Oh, there was that discussion. T- we, we can probably ignore that. And we'll what do it next week. We'll save the discussion topic for next week because we've been gone. We're, we're pretty long because of Kenobi. So, Chippendales Rescue Rangers 2022, a Netflix exclusive. Not Netflix, I'm sorry. Disney Plus exclusive. So, let's, let's go around the room. Let's give our initial thoughts. No spoilers yet. And and we'll start with JD. I thought it was great. It was the unofficial sequel to Who Framed Roger Rabbit. I agree. It's definitely a spiritual successor to that. Um, I mean, maybe it's my age, right? Because I was Chippendales Rescue Rangers is in my wheelhouse. I like Hollywood send-ups. I like noir detective stories. And I just think this hit everything that I kind of enjoyed. And it was much better than I expected it to be. So I thought it was awesome. Yeah. I mean, my, my only real issue with it is the stunt casting like i feel like you would do that for something you release in the theater to try to get people to watch it but there's no need to do that for something that's gone directly to stunt casting what do you mean by that like it's a it's the original actors who did the voices of the cartoon are all still alive like you could have them just do the voices for the movie but no they get john mulaney and andy steinberg to be chippendale they bring in seth rogan and you know jk simmons to be characters and it's just like oh yeah and then the one that 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 struck me the most do you know who monterey jack was i did eric banna yeah eric banna i'm like what or what about zip zipper dennis, dennis Hay- haysbert Hay- yeah haysbert yeah so, so it's just like i mean i feel like they do <laughs> that to jumping. like when they put something like that in the theater to get adults to go like oh it'd be cool to see him do the voice of this character and go see it like but I don't feel like you need to do that for something not going to the theater. But uh, I think it's to entertain adults, though. You know, yeah, yeah. Again, it's, a, it's a kid's it's a it's like it's very Warner Brothers in spirit where it's a kid's thing. But it is a lot of it that's meant to hit hit the adults Yeah. because right? Andy, Andy had a great time watching it. And then my wife and I chuckled at all those other things. 
Well, and uh, Tessa McNeil, who's the voice of Gadget, was the voice of Gadget from the cartoon. She's like the well, she was also the voice, I believe, of Dale in the cartoon as well. She was, but then she's done the voice of like everything. Yeah. So, John, what did you think? Why did you hate this movie? I'm so curious. I didn't hate it. It's just it didn't hit me well at all. I wasn't really. I I mean, there were a few funny parts, but it just like some of a lot of it was cringe and. And John Mulaney as a voice actor, he did uh, every every other line. I'm wait. I w- I was expecting him to start it off with a horse in a hospital. I don't know if you ever heard that skit that he does. No, it's like, but he's just. It's a funny skit. You should hear it. But I just he's you know on stage his cadence is great for his skits. His well, type of yeah, but John Mulaney was just being John Mulaney. Like he's not really an actor. He's a I know, I know. And that but that's the thing. But he's got a weird he has a weird a weird way of a weird cadence to to how he yeah. says things. And it just rubs me wrong for this kind of thing. And it's just the rest of it was like like I said, there were a couple of things that made me chuckle. Seth Rogan he fall he falls down and, and was it Bob all the, the characters uh, yeah yeah all the characters he's played Bob the warrior Viking falls down and then there's Pumbaa Mantis and Bob Bob from Aliens versus Monsters or Monsters versus Aliens it's just that was funny I, but other than that like the rapping thing made me cringe so hard I had to skip past it you're supposed to it was supposed to be bad it's a parody of when they of when they make cartoon mm-hmm. characters rap it was. That's why, like, I would never eat whale. Like, it's supposed to be bad, but like, because that's a trope. Hey, right? I li- I I lived through the the rapping Ninja Turtles. Okay, You're suppo- they never rapped. Li- the turtles never rap. They just yes, they did. Eyes. Yes, they did. When did the turtles? Yes, rap? they did on on stage with Vanilla Ice. Oh, they did a stage show with Vanilla Ice. Okay, yes, I, I missed that. Um, you're you're much happier in your I'm life fine with that. that but that's the thing that's the trope the trope is like like with the chipmunks they were rapping so i mean that you 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 do a send-up of the trope i i All know right. but I, so I just... before we get into spoilers if, if you haven't seen it yet it's free go watch it on disney plus and come back i would say we're two thumbs up and a thumbs in the middle pretty much i mean i would i didn't hate it hate it it's just it didn't there were parts of it that were just kind of dead to me but if you've seen it and or you don't care okay here's here are spoilers so okay so basically the setup of the movie is the chippendale have split up since they were on the tv they were the the concept is they were friends in real life and then the tv show was just a tv show and they were actors which is i thought that was a clever way to do it as opposed to they were actually rescue rangers in real life that they're just actors and then Monterey Jack gets captured and they have they're forced to actually have a real adventure and find him. This is not a bad setup for a kids movie. So anything what did you guys think of that? Fine. I mean I said I was this whole thing entertained me. So yeah. I don't know. I guess I'm of the right age and I like that style of storytelling and humor. I don't know. It was fun. I liked it a lot. I I mean, yeah, there's a lot of animation and toy cameos in this that make it feel like a Roger Rabbit. Yeah, it's uh, very much. It's very much. Roger. It's very oh, yeah, much blink, Roger blink, you miss it. I saw. I picked up like there are a couple of freeze frames where you can see like Sailor Moon. I, have, I mean, I think there's enough of that character obscured that they didn't have to go to Japan to get the rights to it. But yeah, that was our, definitely Sailor Moon. They had That's, our crumb character in there, current characters yeah. in there. Like it's, just, it's references a, to Roger Rabbit in there. Yeah, Roger Rabbit. Uh, 
and and then they had the you know the was it the g4 ponies from my little pony i thought of you when i saw that yeah i was like oh uh, that's like he-man and i was wrong. and skeletor oh. yeah at conventions like i think that's what those were the original voice actors too those they? were the original voice actors yeah like i just think that's such a great send-up of like of uh, acting culture today where these guys make money on doing the convention circuit and they had ugly sonic right it's such yes a that was like, the weirdest part of the whole movie i'm sorry it really was i thought it was great what? because like it's a whole thing about like because what's it all about it's about like knockoffs right yeah, and like not that was kind of clever. It was, and yeah. and and they kept staring at the teeth because again, that was weird, right? And I thought that was great that knock that that ugly Sonic kind of saves the day, right? And he has it, a, it, like a redemption arc. I, I get that, but I thought it was weird in the fact that like they made a point about the having that machine that can change them, change the appearance of the characters, and you could have just said that he went that Sonic just went through that surgery to look like himself. Or look different for the movie, but no, like he's a totally separate character. It's funnier that he was that he wasn't side again. That's a great call to like other Darren and stuff like that, right? Like it's a great send up of like TV, where like other actors are cast in roles and like they get a mis- they get uncast and they lose jobs. And I thought it was again as a as a Hollywood send up. And again, because the current Sonic is the real Sonic, right? Yeah. And he's like, oh, I'm not the real Sonic. I can't run fast. Like mm-hmm. it was fun. I thought it was funny, and I like. I liked the idea of Peter Pan being evil, right? The never grow up guy. Cause again, it's the perfect, it's the perfect origin story for a supervillain, you know, Peter Pan. What, and then is that what you have a problem with John? They made Peter Pan evil. Cause you are Peter Pan. Hey, I got beef with no. them making Winnie the Pooh evil. So if you do, I get it. <laughs> oh yeah. But they, yeah, Winnie the Pooh was in there for a half a second. Well, he his, was. it was the, the honey, the, the bear honey guy. Yes. yes. And Whatever they, they called him. the Simpsons too. I thought that was a great. I thought it was a great idea too. Is we'll just make knock. We'll make the the knockoff movie with the the real characters. Like, was, That's right. They, was there was a South Park character in there too. South Park Simpsons. Um, There's all kinds of stuff in there. Randy, Shocking stuff. Randy was, was in there. Yeah. Blaster from the Transformers is at their uh, in talent the beginning show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like it's. Uh, I thought it was from that whole aspect. As a child of the 80s and 90s, I think it kind of hits on all the right notes. Like if that's. If you're looking, if you're the of the right age and you're looking for an entertaining evening, like it's not earth changing, but I thought I thought it's pretty solid. That. I, and and I saw a question on social media of like, do they even own half the stuff that that's referenced in this? And I don't think they do, but it's like it's 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 a weird movie to pay the copyrights for to be able to do all that. I think. I'm shocked. I'm shocked at how much they must have paid to everybody to do this movie and not to give it a theatrical release exactly that's what i'm saying like this feels like it should have been in the theater i don't know why it but was what on disney have, plus but would it have worked in the theater right that's a call i mean like does this if you put i guarantee i tell you right now if you put this movie in the theaters i'm not going to see it it didn't it didn't feel big enough for a theater. and i think they i think they knew it i think they kind of yeah. knew what it was that said they definitely spent some money on it like oh yeah, yeah. they had paula abdullah in there and the tie and the cat the, and the cat yeah oh, what's that song uh Opposites track. Opposites track. Thank yeah. you. Opposites track. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Which was and weird. It was supposed to be weird. <laughs> like that's the point. Yeah. I mean, so many like odd cameos, you know. And then the thought that Zipper and Gadget were a couple was weird to me too. But that's <laughs> that was that, people see, were mad. Like the 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 eight channers and the four channers were like, she's been sullied. That was. <laughs> I saw I saw some dude like that was the sexual awakening of a generation was gadget. 
And I was like, bro, you got problems, man. Oh my yeah. God. What? Yeah. Mongrel. I saw the word mongrelization thrown around. No, there's no. Some, there's they, 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 that's a real problem because the actual yeah. sexual, uh, actual sexual wake, awakening was uh, the sorcerers from E-Man. I mean, <laughs> like, come on. All of this stuff is just like, you know, like, it, but, but that's one of those things of like, song, basically that's true. Oh, true. Yeah, yeah. And Tila. but, but, <laughs> but here's the thing, like, you know, Baroness uh, is where it was at though. God's. Well, Scarlet. Yeah. Scarlet. Well, it depends on you like the good girl or the bad girl, you know? Yeah. I, but uh, it is aside. I like um, good girls. Oh, what's the name of that cartoon movie with the, with the cop? rabbit and the and the fox what? oh my the, the 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 big movie with cop rabbit and the fox oh, uh, zootopia zootopia right so like this is this this and this movie that and this movie are both like it's just they do gags for stuff but if you really dig into them like when she when when the cop rabbit's leaving her place the because it's all rabbits the population is spinning up and up and up and up, and up. like this is like how many horrible Cronenberg children did the fly in? The- it is, dude, it is <laughs> like- you know what? I thought that too. It's super Cronenberg-y. Yeah. Like it, it really is. And I laughed. People got mad at it, but again, they're cartoons. So it I, doesn't I, matter. I know. Like, I, and that's okay in this case. It's just, you know. Speaking but of it's Cronenberg, one of those wasn't where- there also a Rick and Morty? Yeah, there was I mean, a Rick yep. and Morty there yep. too, yeah. Yeah. So it's just like, I, I just, you know, it's one of those things where you scratch the, the surface and it's like, oh my God, this this universe is horrible and, and like well, it's, evil. It, it's, it's like, like, again, it's, it's essentially a sequel to Roger Rabbit where it's Toontown. I think they even refer to it as Toontown at one point, you know, but again, it's 80 years after the fact. So people are, it's a little bit more lived in. I know? think people I are loved. More used to living with it. Well, it, except for Uncanny Alley. Oh my God. Well, the first thing you see is cats. I'm like, yep, that's definitely Uncanny <laughs> Oh, I cracked up when I saw that. Again, that, it cost the money for one of cinema's greatest disasters. Like, yeah. I'm assuming Bob the Warrior Viking is a World of Warcraft character. I'm not I sure. Think, I think that's a play on World of Warcraft because, like, again, they can't they can't stare at anything. They have the dead eyes. Yeah. Like I, I am looking funny. at you. Yeah. It was funny. I, I enjoyed quite all that. And I loved the Main Street scene when Chip and Dale are walking down Main Street, and it's like I don't remember the exact lines, but it's like, oh no, that that that's a drug dealer, and uh, that's a that's a trafficker and it's like what they use their cuteness to hide what they're really doing and i'm uh, like they had muppets in this too you a cop they had like the swedish <laughs> a knockoff on the swedish chef. yeah because he was, a, he was a drug dealer couldn't actually right. do the real swedish chef. i'm sure yeah. the henson people are like come on please don't do that <laughs> but they could have because guess what they're owned, owned, owned by disney but again, disney, owned by disney disney doesn't want to crap on their own property except for peter pan apparently they don't want to crap on anybody else's property i wonder if they're having issues with the barry estate be. Well, isn't Peter Pan out in? Uh, is is Peter Pan in? Of course, like, it's public is, public domain, right? Yeah. I don't know if Peter Pan is in public domain. Oh, hey, what's up? Come here. You want to say hi? Come here. <laughs> this is Astro. He's getting. <gasps> say hi, yes. Yeah. Aren't he? So you guys can't see us because the podcast, but my dog has come in. He's he's now six months old, and he's Aww. getting big. He's like fifty-seven pounds. He's like fifty-some pounds now. How do you convey cuteness through audio? <laughs> I just thought uh, his son had snuck in, but no. Peter Pan, Peter Pan, the novel is in the public domain in U.S. The play <laughs> and stage adapt- adaptions are in copyright until 2023. So, so soon. 
a year. So they might be having problems with the Bay Area State. Um, stand by, I have an upset dog. Mm-hmm. They might want to. They might want to crap on them so people won't want to use the character. <laughs> well, I wait until he comes back. Yeah, Peter Peter Pan is one of their like you know Peter Pan and Tinkerbell are one of their main. Are, those are two like mainstay characters for it's, the for the Disney brand. It is. So, well, Tinkerbell is. I'm not sure about Peter Pan though. It's weird to me that they were. Again, it's their own characters. They they embraced it, but I'm very surprised don't that they, they allowed that interpretation of Peter Pan. Actually, don't they no, still have the Peter Pan ride at, at Disney World? I haven't been to Disney World since 1993. Oh. Do you know what I actually was shocked by? What? The only, uh, maybe I missed something. The only Marvel reference was Paul Rudd saying oh, yeah. the original Ant-Man was Ant-Man. <laughs> He's very loving to his aunt. <laughs> Paul Rudd will just, he's such a nice guy. He'll appear in anything and say anything you want. Well, he likes money too. So I'm sure that it was pitched to him. And he's but like, I mean, yeah. like they could have thrown in any Marvel character in this movie as, a, you know, or, or even from the cartoons. It reads to me like they didn't want to. So that was like the, the peace treaty is the way I read that. Uh-huh. It's like, I don't think they wanted the Marvel characters in there. Probably because they didn't want to deal with Feige. Yeah. You know. I mean, or maybe Feige didn't want to deal with them. It's possible. It's possible. It didn't. It read to that that whole sequence, which is funny. That whole little little joke reads to me like, fine, whatever. You know? Yeah. yeah I enjoyed all this. I liked the mystery around it. I liked the. I don't know. I thought it was. I thought it was creative. You know? They're making the the because again, we've all seen those knockoff cartoons. Like you go to like Jewel with the guy. The, you get the grocery store here. You get the two dollar VHS tapes, and it's knockoff cartoons. Yeah. They did have Tigra though. They did have Tigra, but yeah. she's oh yeah, she's Marvel. That's true. Yeah, she I is. thought it was Chitara, and I'm wrong. It was not no, Chitara no, or, che- or Cheetah, right? Or no, well, well, Cheetah would be DC, so they weren't. Well, Chitara is Chitara is Thundercats. The Thundercats, right? No, it was Tigra from. So they did. They did yeah. have a superhero thing, Dave. They had Tigra. That's yeah. someone, true. But someone not, who has so not been utilized, right? Who has not been utilized yet in anything? So who played her again? I forget. What in this movie? Tig- Tigra yeah. Liz. Kakowski, but she also did Officer O'Hara, the bird Cow wife teacher. and cow teacher. Yeah. Oh, okay. She, she's just a voice actor. No, like that's not her thing. I thought it was somebody more famous. Nope. No, she, I mean, she's done a lot of stuff, but she's, she's, you know, she's been in community and what was it? Yeah. She, uh, I mean, she's funny or die presents. I assumed she was someone more famous. So good on her. She did a good job. Yeah. I did like JK Simmons as the police captain. The villain. I, I thought that was I thought that was a, an official Gumby character. It's just a knockoff Gumby character again because he's evil. I thought it was going to be one of the blockheads. You right, know? it yeah. worked. Oh, but that okay. So the end where he's fighting her, the whole T two thing was kind of funny as hell. When he when it, when he was when he's go when he was revealed as the bad guy and he's going after the the good cop and he's doing the whole T two thing where he's sliding under the door. Oh yeah, and yeah, yeah. like like that was T that was a knockoff of T two. Yes, that, that was kind of that was kind of funny. Like I said, this are this is a movie made by people who love movies, specifically movies from the era in which uh, Chippendale's Rescue Rangers was created. So here's my question: Your son enjoyed the movie. He did. He likes Rescue Rangers. But does, did you like? It's weird. It felt like, and maybe I'm just looking at it through my own eyes. It felt like it was geared towards people who grew up with them. It is. Okay, More so adult a, people. Let me play this. Let me switch you. We talk about Roger Rabbit. My mom took me to see Who Framed Roger Rabbit when it came out in the summer of 1988. I was eight years old. I loved it because it was a cartoon movie about this funny rabbit. 
I did not get the movie really until I got older and realized it was a setup of noir, right? Mm-hmm. And that's what I mean. Like that's what a good cartoon is. Is it's like like I said, you watch Looney Tune, right? When you're a little yeah. kid, you laugh at the sight gags. When you're older, you laugh at the at like the you know you start getting who are these Hollywood personas or you laugh at those. And then you get a lot older, and you start getting the sexual innuendos that are thrown in that fly into the radar. As it hits you, it hits you differently as you're growing up, right? And that's what good that's what good animation does. This animation specifically, because you can get away with stuff, right? And this is yeah. which is not something that Disney often does. That's like I said, a trademark of Warner Brothers. Mm, but they em- they embrace that a lot. And that's why, that's what again, makes this movie very shocking. Me too. I thought that's what that's part of what I enjoyed about it. But again, with Rescue Rangers, you can do that. And we've my wife is has made a decision that we were gonna raise our child in a steady diet of 80s and 90s cartoons. <laughs> So he loves stuff from, okay, again, what's the difference between now? Because everything is a remake of 80s and 90s cartoons. So he will win the golden egg in the great challenge, right? Good. Very possible. So again, he he liked. You, he liked you never. It it was, no, I have no idea what you're talking about. I'm just nodding. Oh, yeah, it's just. The, oh, that movie, Ready Player One. That was all. I saw, I saw it one time and it made no impression on me at all. We were, I watched it for the show. We reviewed it and I've forgotten yeah. everything about it since. I'm not a video game guy. So a lot of the, and like my review at the time was like, I would compare it to like, I think I called it pizza where it's like, you know, pretty good, but it's like, you know, eh, pizza. Like, I, that's I, how I, I feel about this one now. I, feel, I get it. Because again, if you have no, if you have weird. no connection to that, I totally understand it. Because I didn't have, for me, Ready Player One was you shown all these things. I'm like, all those things were better the first time around. Hmm. Where for me, this was a send up of all that stuff. Things that were absolutely better the first time around, but that's the gag. You know, we're making knockoffs. You know, it, it's funny though, because people tried to make a comparison to Roger Rabbit and Ready Player One just because of the idea of mixing I get it. Uh, properties together. And I'm like, yeah, but it did not have the same feel as Roger Rabbit, but this does, you know? It, it, I agree with that. And I, don't, I think Ready Player One is really kind of its own thing where it's a pop culture Cuisinart. Right. Mm-hmm. Whereas this is um, like Roger Rabbit is intentionally self-referential. Yes. You know, where it's it, it like this works because like Ready Player One, they just throw a bunch of stuff at you that you've seen. But it's not really the version like he's not really driving around in the DeLorean. He's right. driving around a facsimile of the DeLorean. Mm-hmm. And this like you're supposed to accept that that is Peter Pan. Right. Yeah. If, but it's a send. It's a send up. It's it's done for it's a spoof. Right. I, right. Th- the more we talk about it, the more I realize, the more I think I, I'm realizing that, I mean, the general setup and some of the some of the scenes I do like. It's just I think the my problem is Chip and Dale themselves as main characters. They didn't grab me at all. I, I and, and part part of that was because of John Mulaney's voice, which just did not hit me right. I can but see it, that, and that's a and as for for watching as much animation as you do. I can see that being a major detraction. And I don't have much of a connection to, I've never watched John Mulaney's stand-up. So I don't know much about him other than he was Spider-Pig. Or, yeah, Spider-Ham, excuse me. Mm-hmm. Hi, you have another contribution you'd like to make to the show? No? Okay. Cute dog is asking you for num-nums. Uh, he, he probably <laughs> wants some attention. Well, we'll go for a walk after the show. Um, a- Andy Samberg, I have no problem with. It's because he's, he's hysterical normally. It's But the, but the, I don't know if it was... I just didn't, didn't. I get it. If you know, if the if the perform that's that's a major thing about acting. If the performance doesn't land with you, and again, if it didn't feel like Chip and Dale to you, like I, I never I never watched Chip Rescue Rangers though. 
but I mean, like, if you didn't feel like Chip and Dale, like even like from the cartoon, the original Chip and Dale cartoons, like if they don't feel, because again, these were actors that were essentially playing Chip and Dale. Yeah, I, the problem is I've got no skin in that game at all. So that's part of it too. I think too is like you you don't have a skin in that game, mm. right? Mm. You don't because again, I think a lot of this movie, I think this movie works if you have those touchstones. Right. Yeah. This movie is absolutely like the member berries thing. Like this absolutely is that. Oh yeah. When they're when they're going through the through the ceiling and they're Scrooge McDuck diving into a small pool of gold. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, yeah, yeah. And then yeah. the next room over, there's there's Randy from South Park and yeah. the like yeah, I get it. You remember, remember this? <laughs> and again, but, it's but again, it's like it's a it's a, it's what I like about it is because that's totally what ready player one is ready player one is remember all this stuff oh yeah i know all this stuff is yeah this is remember how cool all this stuff is let's laugh at how stupid this is but i like the storyline of ready player one better than i like this like that one and i didn't that one that didn't connect at all with me i well that might be because you're a video game thing like for me i think i I played all those video games i was there when atari 2600 was out i played adventure and I I found the dot and and the very first thing like I I did those things so you know yeah I just I, I don't, but for this that yeah maybe it is you're right maybe it's just I got no skin in the game it's and and just I those characters still the, the, and and the way they acted like I would have to have that nostalgia about them yeah because they, I, I don't think they were written fairly well here. I think if you have that nostalgia for the characters and are willing to be entertained by a spoof of it, yeah. it probably lands. And again, I'm that I'm that age that Chippendale's Rescue Rangers was marketed to me. And now that I'm a parent with little kids, it's like, hey, remember this thing from you were kids? We're going to redo it the way everyone else does, but we're going to make it a joke. Yeah. Which is why it, which is why this whole thing worked for me. John, I think I know what your problem is. Sometimes some crimes go slipping through the cracks, but these two gumshoes are picking up the slack. There's no case too big, no case too small. If you need help, help just call. call. Rescue Ranger. When an eel bites your thigh and you bleed out and die, it's some more. That is true. <laughs> that is that is accurate. Everything you just said was in fact a thing. Uh, <laughs> oh, anyway. I just, no, I, I just, yeah, like I, I don't have that in my head like you guys do. Apparently, <laughs> again, it's it's an. I think it's an age thing. Is like there's just enough of an age gap where like I don't have the schoolhouse rock thing. That oh, see, I've got. But you're a Gen Xer I, and I'm a millennial. I so can sing almost all of those by there's, heart. There's and... the difference. I didn't have that, right? By the time I was watching cartoons, ABC had kind of gotten away from that. Yeah. You know? Just a shame. Yeah. I mean, I was I was a child of the 80s. We didn't. Nobody marketed nothing to us. Like, we, nobody did. I mean, that's all they did was market us. Nobody pushed education on my generation. We were the Reagan administration. It was a free-for-all. It was nothing but toy advertisements constantly. And the end of of regulation on the financial that's, industry but yeah. you know it's <laughs> a conversation for another show <laughs> but yeah that's deregulation specifically of the, of the toy industry and the and television is what led to stuff like that yes. my generation is we're gender nostalgic for toys yes and the that marketing campaign galaxy is a channel on which is a YouTube. great channel it's a great channel mm-hmm. i enjoy it so much watching those document i love documentaries i i could just watch those things forever they're great 
All right. Well, I think that's a good place to wrap this one up. Do we want to give it a score? You guys can score it. I mean, I'm not going to score it too I'm high. I'm going to give it eight nuts. <laughs> okay. I'll give it eight uh, zipper and gadget Cronenberg children. Ooh. Ew. <laughs> Seven video drones. I think the higher you go on, I think the higher you go on that on that scale, the worse things get. <laughs> Jerry Cronenberg's got a new movie out that people are like they were walking out of can because they were so disgusted. I'm sure old man Cronenberg's like, I still got it. <laughs> Sounds like faces of death. I mean, I don't know if you've ever seen one oh, of those I, movies. You don't know. Everyone my age acted like they saw a Faces of Death movie, but nobody actually did because you couldn't find them anywhere. But yeah, like, yeah. I was, actually did have one back in the day. It's and, all ugh. bullshit. It's all bullshit, though. Like, it, the it, Faces it, of Death stuff. Yeah, it is and it isn't. It is kind of gross, but it's not right. I don't know. Carefully. Yeah, that's another. That's another I, example. I of the eighties. Here's a movie where people actually die. Are yeah. you brave enough to watch it? Like that would never fly today. Oh yeah, no. These days, by by these days standards, that thing's tame. Are you oh. kidding? Would you go no, find it on the internet? No, no. But, but actual... they wouldn't market it though. Right. Oh no, they have... couldn't. They couldn't. No, you just have to know how illegal. to. You just have to. Yeah, you just have to know how to do a web search. Yeah. You know. Know the True. Out to the dark web. I, I'm gonna give it a six. By the way, I just. It's not you that know. bad. I thought you were gonna give it like a two. No, like it's not unwatchable, and I realize that part of my issue is nostalgia. It's not my in my wheelhouse. But I, but I do get most of the references in it, you know, it's just, I don't know. I don't feel like the main characters were written very well. John Mulaney's voice did not lend itself well to, to even that. And then, you know, I, some, but some of the gags were funny as hell, you know, Seth Rogen that, cracked me up. I feel that way when people talk about Dragon Ball stuff, right? I have no connection to it, but I see all the Dragon Ball memes and, mm-hmm. and I just, it doesn't connect with me. I get it. I so know. now I am tasking you to watch all of Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> thanks, Dave. <laughs> the boss overruled you. It's never. I had to watch well, that it was all. My son, my son was hugely into Dragon Ball. And we have all the, the first series on DVD. So we watched all of that. And then I remember Dragon Ball Super came out on like, whatever it was, Cartoon Network or whatever. Crunchyroll. Well, it's probably, it might have been, I mean, Dragon Ball Super is really recent. I mean, it might well, what was the one that came out? What was the second series after Dragon oh, Ball? Oh, Dragon Ball GT. We don't speak of that. Okay. That doesn't exist. That's been retconned out because it sucked. All I know is that like the second series felt like a rehash of the first series. and I'm like, It was, and it sucked. Okay. So, <laughs> so you were correct in that thinking. <laughs> I had to watch it. So I was like, wait, didn't I see all this already? Yeah, anyway. Yeah. let's wrap this up bring it in for a landing you guys have any recommendations or anything that you learned this week we'll start with jd i don't learn shit <laughs> i i moved the wolf i forgot to mention earlier i moved the wolves because the kickstarter campaign's done john showed us his books earlier that he got the the kicks the wolf yes saga see audio people see see well, see yes, video. <laughs> the show was a video podcast at one time and then we decided not to make it a video podcast but i yeah, have a girlfriend books. i can't do all that editing. he doesn't have that time anymore <laughs> getting late so i moved the campaign as as again i'm not asking questions anymore. i'm just doing what i'm told i moved the campaign over to indiegogo and i'm not pushing it very hard because i made my i made my money i actually did really well in this last campaign because i used amazon to ship saved a lot of money but oh. now it's over on um on indiegogo now so if you missed out on the wolfstone saga before for the next two weeks 
It's going to be live on Indiegogo because I'm not going to release it on Amazon until probably the fall, probably like later in the fall. So if you're interested in checking out these books or if you're interested in checking out any of my other books, everything's available in that campaign. So yeah, I'm not, I'm not living or dying by that campaign. This is an experiment that I'm just going to see how it works, you know, but yeah, it's a good place to get them. People are starting to read the stuff and they're really enjoying the new series and it makes me very proud. Well, John. I've learned nothing. My brain is empty because I'm on vacation. Good for- I, I, I'm, I'm, well on my way to working my way back through Jim Butcher's books. I'm on number four, Summer Night. And I, I'm, it's been a while since I've reread the series. And, and I, I mean, I'm, I really love it. Like, I can't believe how much I've forgotten, which is good. I'm starting to make a list of all, of, all the benefits that, that Dresden has, has accrued over the years, all the, all the favors and everything. And mm-hmm. I'm beginning to see just how really powerful it is by the end. So I can't wait to read the next. I will make a recommendation though. I may have made this recommendation before, but I I just I, I put this back on my list of books that I want to reread because they're just that good. David Edding's uh, Belgariad and and also the Malorian. Each one of those is three books. Fantasy. And hmm? fantasy. Fantasy. One of the greatest fantasy tales ever told. Like we're talking like high fantasy stuff. Not high fantasy. More like adventure, adventure fantasy, I'd say. What's the difference? And not being, I, I, I just, I just white wade into the urban fantasy realm with this. High, high, fa- high fantasy is Hobbit. High fantasy is Hobbit. So what's you're dealing, like- you're dealing more with metaphors than you are with like, with the with the Bulgaria and the Malorian. A lot of it is them on road trips, basically trying to get away from people or trying to get oh, okay. to an event. But the characters, the characters, oh my god, cool in the Bulgaria and the Malorian. David Eddings, one of the greatest writers of our time, and just that that series, the 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 two trilogies, I, I cannot recommend them higher. I reread them every five years or so just because they are that freaking good. Have you read Brandon Sanderson stuff? Have I read Sanderson? I've yeah. read Sanderson before. I forget which ones though. I know he while. finished he finished the Wheel of Times. So I never read any of his stuff, but when he had that major Kickstarter a couple months ago, I backed and I, I'm I'm getting one of his free mystery books. I've never read anything of this before, so I'm going to go in there totally ice cold, and I have no idea what to expect. Oh, Wheel of Time? We finished. He finished Robert Jordan's Wheel of Time. Yeah, yeah, I know. You're going to try to read the whole thing from the from the first book? No, on? I'm not. No, I'm not. He that was his Kickstarter campaign. He released four books and didn't tell you what they were. Oh, okay. Now, they're mystery. There's a mystery. He's like, I'm not even telling you what genre these things are. Hmm, and it worked. Be- he made 37 million dollars. So oh I mean, God. like it's Brendan Sanderson. So right. you know. So that's that's like I've never read him before. So I mean, like I'm getting one of his. I'm getting the first of his free mystery books, and I literally have no idea what to expect. That's what well, you do on well, your damn, next. Damn, I'm gonna have to get it too. Yeah. I don't, I'm not don't tell anyone about it. And you'll make thirty-seven million dollars. <laughs> Just give me money. Yeah. I will Am give I? you something of worth. <laughs> I am going to lift part of it for for one I'm going to do later on because, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm not brave. I can't do that, but I mean, there is something I can. There is something I can steal from it. Cool. All right. Well, I would recommend that you go to SuperheroSpeak.com where you can find the podcast every week. Links to our social media at the top of the page and, of course, comic book reviews by our good friend D-Square. I think what I learned this week is that if you're cute enough or a nostalgic character, you can get away with anything like human trafficking, which makes me a little nervous about what Disney's actually doing behind the scenes. But... Was that I ever in rec- question? I will <laughs> recommend... I would recommend this movie. Like, if you, you grew up with Chip and Dale, if you grew up loving Roger Rabbit, I think you'll you'll get it and you'll like this movie your kids will love it and uh, and yeah and, and watch obi-wan 
because we'll continue talking about this. Can't wait to see how they utilize Hayden Christensen in this as Darth Vader. Like, uh, yeah, it should be weird. That is going to be interesting. Will so. be weird. Will be weird. Be very weird. So, on that note, boys and girls, as always, thanks for listening, and don't let you get caught in the door. Have a good week.